0: This is episode 4 of the wire to wire podcast. We got a fun episode today, so let's jump right into it. So Kevin Durant and CJ McCollum got into a bit of a Twitter argument this week. So Kevin Durant appeared on CJ McCollum's podcast and Essentially, McCollum said that he didn't like the Warriors adding Boogie Cousins to the team, and he didn't necessarily like Kevin Durant's decision, to which Kevin Durant replied, come on, you know you you guys ain't winning no championship. And I guess there's some bad blood left over from this podcast because it went to Twitter where McCollum essentially called him soft, and Kevin Durant ironically called CJ McCollum a snake. Now, I know I can be tough on KD at times, but I promise you, I don't hate the guy. I have nothing against the guy personally. I just think that I just don't like the decision that he made to go to the Warriors. You were up 3-1 on them, and then you choke the remaining games of the series, and then you go and join the team that beats you that didn't really even need you. But whatever, I digress. I'm actually on KD's side in this feud, believe it or not. Yeah, that sounds so weird to say, but I am. You know, CJ McCollum, he handled it very poorly. When he was on your podcast, you're, you know, joking with the guy and acting like you're his friend. But then you run on Twitter and call him soft. So why didn't you just say his move was soft when you had him there on your podcast face to face? You know, and the thing with CJ McCollum, the thing is, you're a competitor So nobody wants to hear how unbeatable or how hard the Warriors is. Like We as basketball fans, we know. We watch the game. We see what's happening. But as fans, we kind of have the privilege where we can sit back and observe and say whatever the hell we want. It just comes with the territory. But you as a player, you're expected to go out there and compete. And then you're saying stuff like that. It's not a good look. We know what's happening. We know what's going on. We don't need to hear you say it. You know, it's like, imagine you have a fire at your house and a firefighter says, you know, this is a very big fire. We don't have the tools to do it. Uh, if you don't have the tools to do it, who the hell is going to take that fire out? It's just something you don't want to hear. <laughs> and that's not what we want to hear from you. We don't want to hear how hard they are to beat or how difficult it is. As fans, we know that. Um, and another thing, too, with CJ McCollum, that's kind of irritated me this off season. Is you... Okay, so first of all... Hold on, let's backtrack this a bit. You had the third seat in the Western Conference. Your team was fully healthy. And you got swept by the New Orleans Pelicans... Who didn't even have DeMarcus Cousins. Now, that's not a good look. And that's very pathetic. And then in the offseason... You're appearing on ESPN and Fox Sports 1. And you're peddling all these hot takes. Like, listen... Get in the gym and put in work, okay? No one wants to see you on t v giving your opinion like yeah, it's a good it's good for show, it's good for ratings for them, but you should be focusing on how to be better. I mean, you went on first take, and Stephen A. Smith said to your face that you should be traded now, I don't know how I don't know how you guys would take it, but when I saw that clip, essentially what I thought was a guy was saying that you're trash that you're not really providing much help to Lillard and that Portland should get rid of you. That's how I took it anyways. And when you watch that series against Pelicans, it's not hard to see how Stephen A. Smith came to that conclusion. So don't worry about your podcast, okay? Don't complain about how tough the Warriors are and stop with the hot takes all over ESPN and Fox Sports 1. Just focus on your game and worry about beating them and how you're going to get better next season. Okay? And if you have something to say, say it to the guy right then and there. Don't wait to run to Twitter to say, oh, yeah, the guy's soft. Listen, we know that what he did was soft, okay? The whole basketball world knows it. And Kevin Durant himself knows it, too, okay? That's why he spends all this time on social media arguing with people, justifying a decision that he made two years ago. It's the reason why he created burner Twitter accounts last year to argue with people. It's the reason why he went into someone's DMs earlier this summer to get in an argument with some kid who post, who tagged him in a photo, okay? We know it was a weak move. We know that it was soft. And we also know that this team is damn near impossible to beat. But we don't need to hear you saying it. You're a competitor, so compete. Yeah, that feels weird. I'm on Katie's side in this, but, you know, I got to be objective. I got to be fair. Anyways, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. So, on the last episode, we talked about the future of Carmelo Anthony. Well, it looks like his future is all but decided. He will be joining the Houston Rockets. So, it's kind of interesting how this happens. So, he opted into his final year with the OKC Thunder. But it was very clear that he wasn't going to play there. So, they traded him to the atlanta hawks for dennis schroeder and essentially the atlanta hawks will waive him he'll still get his full money but they'll waive him he'll become a free agent and then he'll sign with the rockets so there's a lot of stuff going on he'll probably be a member of the atlanta hawks for a couple of days before they decide before he eventually signs with the rockets as a free agent so i figure you know a couple of days with atlanta hawks i think that's enough to give him a tribute video (laughs) Man, in today's league, you never know. He probably will get a tribute video. You know what, though? Carmelo Anthony should get a tribute video from every team in the league just because of the way that he's been able to secure the bag. Imagine getting paid $28 million from a team that you won't even play for. The Hawks have to retire his jersey just for that. Like, come on, you have to. (laughs) But anyways, so yeah, he's going to be joining the Houston Rockets. Now, I said on the last episode that I would have preferred him to join the Lakers because it made sense for him basketball-wise. But I don't even think he took a meeting with the Lakers, so I don't even think that was a viable option for him. So the Rockets, will it work out for him? I think it'll work out well for him. I mean, seeing as how they lost uh, Trevor Ariza, I mean, they're in desperate need of a small forward, and Carmelo Anthony kind of fits that need. But even from a basketball perspective... I think he'll help out a lot. Now, if you recall last year, the Rockets pushed the Warriors to seven games and they ultimately shot themselves out of the series by missing 27 straight three-pointers. Now, I'm not saying that same exact thing will happen again, but if put in that same situation, having Carmelo Anthony there, you really think missing buckets is going to be your problem? And I know many people will look to his tenure. At with OKC and say, oh, you see Carmelo Anthony decline. Like I said, he wasn't in the system that suited him. And recently he spoke with Jamel Hill of ESPN. and He basically said the same thing, that it was all rushed. It was all thrown together. The coach or anyone on that organization never really communicated to him what his role would be. And he kind of had to find his role as he played. And I thought coaching was the biggest problem in OKC last year. But now that he's going to Houston, I mean, he has a coach that he has some kind of history with. Not the best history, seeing as how he was the reason why D'Antoni left New York. But I think, you know, D'Antoni has kind of changed his views since that time. I think he's more open to isolation ball and he's more open to Carmelo Anthony's style of play. Especially now that he has a guy like James Harden and Chris Paul on his team. But Carmelo Anthony is definitely going to become the third option on this team. Um, He'll definitely still have a lot of catch-and-shoot looks similar to what he had in OKC. But I think there will also be more plays drawn for him to play towards his strength. I don't think he'll be asked to come off the bench, so I think he's safe from a bench roll for another year. Unless, for whatever reason, the Rockets extremely struggle, then the coach may ask him to come off the bench and he'll probably be upset about that. But, you know, like I said, basketball-wise, I still think the Lakers would have been a better fit for him. Um, I think the Lakers are going to have limited offense outside of LeBron James. And we'll see if any one of those other young guys can step up. And having Carmelo gives you a proven score. But the Rockets isn't a bad look for him either. I mean, both parties win. The Rockets, they get a small forward that they're in need of. Carmelo Anthony gets to go to a team that will give him a starting job, which is what he wants. Um, he's still got his $28 million paycheck from the Hawks. Uh, yeah, he's going to get less money with the Rockets, but at that point, who even cares? You made $30 million this year. That's, that's a win right there. Um, he's playing for a contending team. So we'll see if this team can make some noise in the West. I still have the Rockets as one of the top tier teams. They may not be as strong as they were last year because they lost some of their depth, but they'll still definitely be a contending team in the West for sure. Um, But in terms of the Western Conference, it's for the Warriors to lose. Yeah, overall, I think it's a good move for both parties. Shout out to Carmelo Anthony on securing that bag. And, you know, he can get his tribute video in Atlanta. (laughs) I'm just kidding. There's not going to be no tribute video. But... He should definitely be honored for the way he's been able, for what he did this year. That's incredible. $20 million from a team that you didn't even play for. But, you know, that's just the NBA, and that's just the way it is today. Anyways, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Kawhi Leonard has joined the Toronto Raptors. In last week's podcast, I discussed that the Raptors were in the driver's seat to get him. And literally on my birthday, I find out that they traded DeMar DeRozan to the Spurs for Kawhi Leonard. Now in that podcast, I said that it should have been Kyle Lowry, only because he's grossly overpaid. But the Raptors ultimately decided to trade DeRozan instead. Uh, DeRozan had a pretty large contract as well. And I'm pretty sure the Spurs didn't want no part of Kyle Lowry, and I don't blame them. You're not going to pay a guy in his 30s $33 million to give you Terry Rozier numbers. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. They ultimately decided to trade DeRozan. Now, like I said last week, the Raptors should make the move for Kawhi Leonard. Only because, you know, just go all out. It's your last chance to to compete for a championship and be a contender. Especially now that their kryptonite Lebron James is no longer in the conference. You know, this gives them a good chance. Although I still think the Celtics and the Sixers are a better team than them. Now, this move is good for the short term, but it's damaging to them in the long term. Let me explain. So in the short term, like I said, they have a chance to contend in the East and make a final championship push. But... Let's be clear, Kawhi Leonard is a rental. Now, I I personally believe when this year is done that he is going to leave and he's either going to join one of the teams in Los Angeles or he may join another team with another superstar, like maybe a Boston or a Philadelphia, because those teams were in the mix, but they just didn't want to trade their young talent for him. So the Raptors need to make something happen this year. And this is a very expensive rental that they did, but you know what? Sometimes you got to risk it all and sh- see what happens. And it's up to the Masai Ujiri and the organization to, you know, get him to commit beyond this year, but I just don't see it happening. I mean, a guy who's willing to walk away from $226 million from the San Antonio Spurs, you know money is not a factor for him. It's something else that he's playing for. Maybe he wants to be in his hometown and play in front of his family in Los Angeles, or maybe as another motive that we just don't know about, like he wants to be in a larger market or something, who knows? But clearly, money is not a factor for him. And the Raptors, if their biggest selling point is that we can offer you a hundred and we can offer you a hundred and ninety million dollars max contract, you're gonna have to come better than that. But in the long term, I think this is going to cause damage. Because like according to DeMar DeRozan, and I have every reason to believe him. They essentially promised him that they were not going to trade him. And that he was part of their long term plans. Only to end up trading him a week, a week later. Now that's not a good look for the Raptors as an organization. And you know, it's interesting because, you know... We always get on players about their lack of loyalty. But we never really talk about the teams and their lack of loyalty. Like like what the Celtics did to Isaiah Thomas. Or like now what the Raptors did to DeMar DeRozan. Now, with DeMar DeRozan coming out and saying this, what superstar in their right mind will want to come play for the Raptors? I mean, first of all, it's all the way in Canada. And Toronto's a nice city, you know, don't get me wrong. But it's Canada at the end of the day, so it's foreign for a lot of these players. And now you have an organization that does stuff like that. What's the incentive to want to come play here? A lot, of, a lot of superstars will be turned off from wanting to come here. And the Raptors already have a hard time as it is recruiting star players to come. And now you have something like this. So it's an uphill climb that they've created for themselves in the future. And one last thing I'm going to say about Kawhi Leonard joining the Raptors. He didn't come here of his own free will. He was very clear to the San Antonio Spurs that he did not want to join Toronto. But the Spurs were not going to trade him to a Western Conference team because they don't want to strengthen their rivals. So a part of me thinks out of spite. They said, oh, you don't want to play for Toronto? Guess who we're going to call and make the deal with. So, I mean that's the thing if Kawhi didn't want to be here and he was kind of forced to be here what's going to happen with superstars that are free agents that have a choice on where they want to be I don't think many of them are going to be looking to come north so we'll see what happens like I said last week the Raptors should have made the deal would have been nice to see Larry gone instead of DeRozan but again no one's going to take a a guy who makes thirty three million dollars and puts up on mediocre numbers but whatever that's a conversation for another time this is it for the raptors it's now or never everything rides on this season so we'll see what ha- so we'll see what happens we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back for our final segment man what's with people beefing on social media like I just don't get it but in case you missed it 50 Cent and Floyd Mayweather found themselves in an Instagram beef this week. So 50 Cent essentially made some jokes about, you know, Floyd Mayweather and his exes and how he's lost some of his girls. And then Floyd Mayweather responded with a paragraph just insulting him, his relationship with his family. And it got real personal. And you know, 50 Cent, he's a, he's not one to back down from a challenge and no matter how far you take it, he always take it further. He came with some re- revelations of his own on Floyd Mayweather. And it just became, I guess, who can expose who even worse. And, you know, like, this is, like, I'll put it to you like this. 50 Cent is 43 years old. Floyd Mayweather is 40 years old. You guys shouldn't be fighting on Instagram like this. Like, it's just not a good look, you know? Like, say whatever you guys want to say about each other, but, you know, call each other on the phone and do it that way. You know, or just talk it out like men, you know? Don't go on social media and post all this stuff and bring up years' worth of dirt and start exposing each other. Like, it's not a good look for anybody involved, you know? And it's just really... Like, it's just not a good look. Like, you guys are in your 40s, and you guys are doing this. Like, there's people in their 20s who don't even do this on Instagram. Like, you guys have too much money, too much success, too much influence, too much power to do stuff like this. And, you know, at first I thought, like, you know, maybe they're doing it for publicity. You know, maybe they have something they want to promote. But it got really personal. If I don't know. You guys should definitely go on their social media pages, and you should read the captions and see the stuff that they're posting like it it went like it went zero to 100 real quick like it was crazy and you know like i'm not really gonna say there's a winner or loser in all of this because i think this is a loss for both sides and i think this is as bad for us as a culture to have two influential people going at it like this Now here's the thing. If we're gonna get technical about it, Floyd kind of took it way too far with the comments that he made because he dragged family into it. Like Fifty Cent is an internet troll. We know that. Like you know, he's always trolling something. He's posting funny memes. Like he's just a funny guy. He's an entertainer. You know, so if he's saying all that stuff about you and your woman, on he didn't even say anything about you. He's just making fun of your woman. You know, you just gotta let it go and ignore it. You know, but the fact that you wrote that paragraph dragging his family into it, that kind of opened the door for him to now take it even further. And now it just got to a point where it's getting a little bit out of control and like way too much, you know, bones are being uncovered. You know, it's just stuff that the public doesn't need to know. And you guys should really stop this. Now, with that being said, you know, I would not be surprised if in after a few months, these two be, become friends again. You see a picture of them posted up somewhere at some party, shaking hands, laughing it off. So, you know, that's why I'm wary to take a side. Because at the end of the day, who knows what's going on behind the scenes? Who knows if all of this is orchestrated or if it's a genuine beef, if you even want to call it that. So, you know, just cut it out. It's not a good look for either side. And I wouldn't be surprised if these guys became friends again. Anyways, that's it for today's episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Catch you guys next week. Take care.